welcome to episode 186 of the Walking Through Games podcast, where Clint walks Mark through games. I'm Mark. I'm Clint. And we're back for another week. And we're back after a huge hiatus again. I mean, again. It's funny because <laughs> only a few episodes back that we had our last huge hiatus, but uh, good old life gets in the way and we've had lots of crazy stuff go down. Well, not really crazy stuff go down, but between us, you know. Oh, we always got stuff going on. Same as everyone know. else in the world. I blame the NBN because we've both since got NBN since we last did an episode. So that's exciting. Yeah, that's true. And mine was very crappy when I first got it. Oh, yeah. But it's all right now, right? It is, yeah. I went from like like super fast. under 10 to about 45 meg now. Yeah, that's crazy. So, awesome. We could only dream about those sorts of speeds when we first started this uh, podcast. Yeah, Back in exactly. 2014, right? Yeah. That's six that's years right. ago, man. It's crazy. I know. Very exciting times. Well... To all of our listeners since 2014, it's exciting to be back. I don't know how many people are really that committed to us since then, but anyway, it's exciting to be back and saying hello to you, man. It's funny because the whole time I was gone, Clint was recording notes, like because we were meant to be since our last hiatus, keeping on going. So how many episodes uh, have you made notes for since we last recorded an episode? We were just talking before this. It's like 32 or 33. I can't remember now. Something like that. So like 32 or 33 weeks. Okay, so and what we figured we'd do is just catch up those 32 or 33 weeks in one episode. Uh, yeah. You can just give me the Cliffs notes, man, because I don't have any idea what's been going on in the games industry. I really don't. I mean, you've told me like a thing here or there, like the Wii Fit thing, that thing. The, the Switch. Not the Wii switch, Fit, the switch, switch, switch Fit thing. <laughs> Living but I in think the past, you might have told man. me about that on one of the last episodes, <laughs> like the announcement for it, because it was like uh, a Nintendo event or whatever. Yeah, I can't remember now. It's been that long. Anyway, weeks, I forget, but... just take us back. So, yeah, this is probably going to be a long one. So, strap in, long-time listeners, or otherwise skip ahead to next week when it'll probably be a 10-minute episode. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm pumped, well, man. So, you know well, what? hook me up. I don't know if you want to talk about, you know, your highlights, or maybe you can talk about the games you beat straight up, well, and then I, we can go back to maybe all the I'll years. Tell you. Or, you, you tell me, man. Well, I was going to say, maybe I'll tell you the amount of games that I beat for the year, last year, and then... Nice. You if did we, tweet it, right? Like, you've still been active yeah, yeah, on yeah. social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I post every yeah. now and then still. I was going to say, just before we keep going, give me two secs because I'm going to turn the aircon off in this room because hopefully that will fix people picking it up on my mic because it might be a bit loud. Oh, okay. So well, I can't just... hear it in my headphones, so hopefully it'll be all good, but that's probably a smart move. I'll turn it off because I've had it on for a while, so the room's cool now. So give me two secs. You know something crazy, man, is I'm actually wearing a jumper right now. It is freezing in Brisbane at the moment. It's been raining for the last, like, 24 hours. Oh, it's been raining here, but it's still hot here. It's like muggy. Yeah. It's that muggy hot. Yeah, it was so like here on Friday. That's why I put the aircon on and I forgot to turn it off before we started recording. So sorry, everybody. Give me two secs. Okay, I'm back. Because I figured I can hear it through my headphones with having my headphones on, so I can imagine that it would be coming through my mic. Do you want to just start again? Nah, it should be fine. We explained it. It's all good. Okay. Nah, it's fine. <laughs> well, you know, it's not like we're expected to be super professional after such a long hiatus. No, that's right. As I said, <laughs> I forgot, and I just wanted to fix it, so it's all good. That's all right. awesome, man. Cool. Um, all right, well, hook us up. What did you play, man? How many games did you beat? Okay, let me find my list. Uh, so for the year last year, I beat 54 games. That is hardcore. That's like more than one game a week, man. And I was pretty excited. I was trying to get to 50, so that was my goal, and I got over 50, so I was pretty happy with that. There you go. Oh, we technically never need to do it again now. That's like I always said I'd love to like watch a movie a day for a year, like 365 movies in a year. Yeah, that would be... 
every every New Year's I say I'll start it because usually around New Year's I'm not doing anything. So I'll watch like six movies in three days and be like, man, I could keep this up and watch a movie every day for the year. But no. Yeah, but beating the be game hard. a week for a year is pretty damn amazing, man. Yeah, I tried. But then, as I said, admittedly, some of them are uh, some of those like one, two, three hour games. So I can fit in three of those instead of one epic one. Nice one. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so true. we can go through it because... And that's kind of how the show's gone over the years. Well, hook us up, man. I'm sure everyone, after almost five minutes of listening to us talking about nothing, is dying to hear what you've beaten since the last show. So why don't you hook us up? Uh, alrighty. So starting with... I don't even know. I can look at what numbers they were if you want, but we'll just go through because they're in order of... I figure if you crank through them and then we can come back and talk about them later. I'll just try and keep my mouth shut while you crank through them and give us the scores and then you can come back and give me the highlights. Oh, you want me to do that? Because I was just going to do that in the and the notes and stuff for each episode as we go through. Because I've got the games at the oh, top yeah, well, of the episode. Oh, the way, man, you know. I mean, that's the thing. We, we've got a lot to get through. So it is going to be a long episode. And we did disclaim that this is going to be a long it episode is. to everybody. Bear so. with us. You'll, you'll, get, you'll be fine. <laughs> nice one. All right. So uh, first one was What Remains of Edith Finch. Uh, to be honest, I probably don't. I probably don't remember a lot of how these games went because they were so long ago as well. Well, that's good because you can kind of gloss over the ones that yeah. aren't worthy enough of talking about. What remains of Edith Finch, though? Very good. I actually gave it a five. So, that's oh, huge. It's it's one of those uh, like uh, walking simulators where you go and find clues, and as you go through the level, you slowly unlock different doors and things to get through the stage. And then there's the nice storytelling behind it, and and the good. Um, yeah, the good story behind it, and the, and the music's nice, and the setting, and yeah, it was one of those games like uh, we talked about Gone Home. It was kind of like that. Mm. So yeah, it was about four hours or something, I think. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, so quite fun. I think it was one of my free ones I got with the PlayStation, so that was cool too. Um, yeah, and I played it on PS4, so there you go. Uh, in that same week, I also beat. Marvel Guardians of the Galaxy, the Telltale series game. And I beat that on PS4 and I gave that a four as well. So it was pretty cool. Cool. Similar to Telltale games where you just have your options that you pick. Yeah, they're pretty much just using that. They're same all pretty RPG similar setup. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Still enjoyable as the story goes. Marvel game, good as well. So yeah, it was cool. So then oh, I, I had a note in this too. So this must have been the week that I did my big trade in of games. Where I was trying oh, to get, okay. so it must have been around. There must have been some sort of say, a special or something for fifty percent off or fifty percent uh, extra. Sorry, because um, I've got just a note here: trade value and a, and a dollar sign and the amount that I got. So, for whatever I traded, I got seven hundred and seventy-one dollars. So that was pretty good. <laughs> That's awesome. So I've still actually got majority of that on a card because I kept it in waiting for the new consoles to come out. So I've, oh, got, yeah. I've got that as backup money to be able to at least get one of the new consoles, be it PS5 or the new Xbox, which will be later on in the later news. Um, nice. But yeah, there's a new Xbox announced as well. So I'm not sure which one to go with yet. Have to keep an eye on them. Um, but they're supposed to be holiday this year, 2020. So yeah, cool. Exciting. Um, yeah, so I don't know how you want to do this. You want me to just kind of gloss over the news stuff that I had? It's probably yeah. like a lot of it's probably not super relevant anymore, Dude, but interesting. I can just plow through. Let's get through your games list. We've had two games so far. 
All right. So this one said, someone recreated the Mona Lisa using Super Mario World sprites. Image was shared online by Reddit user Listics. Say that they made a program which can recreate an image using sprites. For this particular example, the Super Mario World sprites found with Super Mario Maker 2 were used to make up the shapes and colors of the Mona Lisa. That's awesome. Uh, Nintendo finally commented on the Nintendo Switch Joy-Con drift issue. There's been a known issue with Nintendo Switch Joy-Con interference since day one. Two years after launch, there's still a problem where the Joy-Con occasionally seems to have a mind of its own and will continue to send an input to your game even when you're not touching it. Yeah, I feel like the Wii U does that too. The Wii U Pro controllers do that. Well, luckily, I haven't had any issues with that with my Switch, so touch wood, it still doesn't happen. Yeah. Uh, so then after not really talking about they acknowledged it. it. Yeah, well, it said after not really talking about it for 24 months, Nintendo would happily look at your Joy-Con if you paid a fee to send them in. Nintendo has finally provided a statement to The Verge about the known issue. And Nintendo, we take great pride in creating quality products and we are continuously making improvements to them, they said. We are aware of recent reports that, the same, that some Joy-Con controllers are not responding correctly. We want our consumers to have fun with Nintendo Switch, and if anything falls short of this goal, we always encourage them to visit support.nintendo.com so we can help. <laughs> it's still not really clear oh, what is causing out. the issue, and it's oh, kind of... I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Nintendo, but God, they're scammers, aren't they? Oh, they really? are. Well, we've already well, talked like, about this I just previously. mean like recharging your games. Yeah, I'm just remembering back to when you told me about how you've rebought so many games on their stores. Well, I've rebought Super like... Mario World like five times. Ah, that's crazy. And, and, I mean, they're a business it. just and like anybody it. else, so I get it. They've got to stay in business. But I feel like if you're, you know, it's almost at the point, if there's that many people complaining about it, couldn't they have a class action lawsuit against them and then they'd have to pay to fix them all? I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Well, basically. It's just a real shame. I don't know. It just seems like we want you to have fun. I'm like, ah, like, like one step from a politician, you know? Yeah. Well, it says it's still not really clear. What is causing the issue? And it's kind of surprising that it hasn't been fixed since launch. But with it being in the media more frequently in recent times, it's obviously obvious that Nintendo will be putting a bigger spotlight on it. Uh, another yeah. update. Following continued reports that the Nintendo Switch's Joy-Con controllers are drifting, a Vice story today claims that Nintendo is instructing its customer service representatives to repair the controllers for free. No questions asked. Oh, and that's good. anyone who has previously paid to get one repaired will now be refunded. Oh, that's great. Well, there you go, man. Steve, so you got me thinking that was scammers and it turns out they're go. actually but, fine. Well, but that's two that's years good. after launch and it's been happening since launch. Yeah, that's great, great. But still, that's awesome. You know, like at least they're finally acknowledging it. And that's the thing. I think for it to become that big of an issue, you kind of need, well, I don't know about two years, but you certainly need time, you know? Yeah, exactly. Well, as I said, yeah, hopefully cool. mine will not be bad because I yeah. haven't had the issue Well, yet, good so. work, Nintendo. Yeah. And that's the thing. I... I mean, the Switch has been a success for them, right? So they're doing okay. I don't think business is not a booming for them. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure it's doing pretty well. Mm, yeah. Good times. Righty, so it's been announced that in addition to Paris in the UK, the Ubisoft Experience is coming to Sydney. The two-day event will take place on September 14 and 15, which ha, it's already been, and will bring games together to play unreleased games, hear from Ubisoft developers, and bond with other members of the Aussie gaming community. You'll be able to t play Ghost Recon Wildlands before release, which I have in my cupboard right now. Get an early look at Watch Dogs Legion, among other Ubisoft games. Tickets are $20, but all proceeds will go to Are You OK Day. So that would have been good. There you go. We should go to one of these gaming event things one time. I reckon we should go to PAX one year. It's in Melbourne, I think. Yeah, I'd be up for it. It's supposed to be fun. 
So I could like time it up and do a guest lecture at RMIT. Because I think they just do it over a weekend. So I think it would be okay to go for a weekend. Yeah. yeah even if we only went for one day. Because you can get an, I think you can get an all weekend pass or a one day pass like we did with the expo, the yeah. EB expo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, maybe that can be a future goal. Nice. Yeah. Sure. Uh, in Mario Kart Wii, three new ultra shortcuts were recently discovered in the Wii title within the period of 24 hours. Wow, oh, that's crazy. <laughs> Probably to... now. You'd think Nintendo would have revealed them. Well, it's funny because I can actually tell you the dates that I did these notes to, like around about. Yeah. So this was out for, as of like August last year. So mm. uh, prior to the 11th of July, there were apparently only 18 known shortcuts in the 2008 kart racer. For the uninformed, ultra shortcuts are essentially glitches allowing players to skip more than half a lap on the track. Mario Kart YouTuber Flaming Funky shared and explained all three of these newly discovered shortcuts in a detailed video uh, that were found in tool-assisted speedruns. The first one takes place on N64 Baz's castle and was discovered by speedrunner MKW Luke. The second is located in the GBA Shy Guy Beach and was found by a player named Catfish. And the third one is contained within Cooper Cape and was uncovered by Blaze MSX. The shortcuts in Bowser's Castle and Cooper Cape can supposedly be done in, it says TAS, so that's the tool-assisted speedruns. Okay. So, yeah, there you go. I'll have to, there's a video apparently, and it says see below, but I obviously don't have the video on here, so we we should watch it and check it out, see what they are. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. So, that's the end of that episode. (laughs) Um, So, then the next week we do. One down, 32 to go. We're going to be here all night, man. Yeah, it's okay. As I said, some of them don't even have any news, so we should be sweet. And some don't have games, so some weeks... Well, some weeks I was playing a longer, bigger game. Yeah, cool. You know what I mean? Oh, so, well, let's just keep playing through, man. We can pick up the pace if we need to, if it gets boring. Well, this one has a tiny amount of news. So uh, I did beat a game, though, Resident Evil 2 Remake, which I played on PS4 and I gave a 5. It was amazing. It was probably one of the best games of last year. And I know it was awesome. a re- and remake. So does that mean it was originally like a GameCube game or something? I remember the earlier. Uh, I think games. two was a PlayStation original one PlayStation game. Or maybe even two. I can't even remember now. Maybe I should look it up quickly. Uh, it might. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Even yeah, PlayStation one maybe. Yeah, I know it's really old school. Resident Evil two. It says within 98, so when was that? 98. Oh, that might have been PS2, man. I probably should have just written. Hear my beautiful clacky keyboard? Yeah, I do. It's better than mine. (laughs) (laughs) It's from 1993, my keyboard, I'm pretty sure. Oh, there you go. I should have just looked up what console. Sorry. Can you hear mine tapping? Not really. Yeah, no, PlayStation. PlayStation. There you go. There you go. Uh, yep, yeah, in 98. So there you go. January 21st, Cool, so it must have been good back, in the, back at the time. You know what I mean? Oh, it says platforms, PlayStation, Windows, Nintendo 64, Dreamcast, GameCube, and Game.com. Yeah, I thought I got a GameCube release. So there you that go. That would have been later, though. I think the big one on GameCube was Resident Evil 4. That was the big 
like okay. exciting new graphics and 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 cool game that got released. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so yeah. Anyway, so I beat that five. Totally awesome. One of the best games of the year last year. Uh, I heard awesome. a few podcasts and things from other people who also were giving it their game of the year and stuff as well. So huge. Yeah, it was really a good. Remake, crazy man. And um, it had a thing where. I guess for replayability in a sense where you can play as the the dude and then you can play through again as the girl and they both yeah, have sort of different stories and different things that you have to do so, so was it like scary or good controls like what made it so good totally scary good controls uh good graphics music was well done like just everything as a whole was done really Did it have well a story yeah yeah Not of course really. yeah 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 okay so Well, so on a plus note, and I think it's in one of the later notes that I put in, but because this did Mm. so well, they're doing a remake of Resident Evil 3 now. Oh, crazy. Uh, Which, funnily enough, comes out in like two weeks or something, three weeks. (laughs) Ah, that's awesome. So, yeah, there you go. Uh, All right, so moving on to the news. Uh, The Fortnite World Cup winner is 16... And $3 million richer. Crazy. I don't play Fortnite. Still, I've never played it. Uh, Kyle, yeah, I played it. who plays Fortnite. I've seen footage of it. Yeah, I've seen footage of it, but I can't I can't wrap my head around that building and shooting and trying to hide. and Yeah, nah, not for me. Mm. Anyway, Kyle, who plays Fortnite Battle Royale online as Boogha, Bugha. B-U-G-H-A, uh, beat out 99 other players on Sunday to win the solo competition at the inaugural Fortnite World Cup held at the USTA Billie Jean King National Tennis Centre in New York. So there you go. Yeah, yeah. $3 million, Massive. 16-year-old. That's awesome. Yeah, how would you be? Yeah, so it would be amazing. You wouldn't have to play Fortnite again. <laughs> Dude, you wouldn't have to do much, really. No. That sort of money, yeah, just exactly. invest it live off the interest. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so then one other thing, new the new Nintendo Switch with upgraded battery life has started arriving into JB Hi-Fi stores today. These consoles won't actively won't be actively marketed, so you'll need to ask for them if you want the new model. Uh, it's available in neon and grey. It's in a brand new looking box and you'll have to pay $449 if you want one of the new ones. The new Nintendo Switch has nearly doubled the battery life of the original, lasting somewhere between six and nine hours. Nice. Were you tempted to switch? I was, but ha, I was just... Switch, switch. Yeah, I was, but I was just like, Ugh, do I really want to trade it in and then pay another like 200 and whatever Yeah, and there's going to be another one surely, right? Well, so I'm hoping that they will release like a pro version or something is what I'm thinking. Yeah. You know They'll what I mean? They'll a whole other console, man. Well, they've already released the Switch Lite, you know? Yeah. So I was hoping that because of that, maybe they'll release a pro version, which has a faster pro. Like they did with the 3DS XL. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where it had the yeah better processor or whatever in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And could play certain games that the original 3DS couldn't. Mm. So we'll see what happens. But I was tempted to switch, but I couldn't justify paying like another 250 bucks or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. So not worth it to switch. My switch is point. still going strong. Well, and this is the thing, you're only playing it on the bus each day and you're not playing for nine hours, so who cares? Yeah, well I don't even play it on the bus because 
I used to play it on the train, but the bus yeah. is a bit more difficult. Mm, so enough. I usually just look at my phone on the bus these days. <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah. Okay. All right, so moving on to the next one. Uh, so this week I beat Super Mario Maker 2 on the Nintendo Switch, speaking of. Yeah, groovy. I gave that a How five. How do you finish that? Just beat all the pre-built levels? Well, it has a story mode. So oh, okay. the story mode has a... Uh, the castle is being built, and so you have to go and do levels to get resources to build the next stage of the castle. Yeah, okay. Yeah, So and, and I think there's like 100 stages or something that you have to beat. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So five out of five, man. It was awesome. Mario levels uh, across all different eras of Mario games, which I love. So, Like all new levels? Yeah, all new levels, man. All new levels. That's awesome. Yeah, and and across all the games from Mario One through to like yeah, new, new Super Mario Brothers. It sounds like they really took what they did with Mario Maker and kicked it up a notch for number two. Yeah, they totally did. It's awesome. Um, funnily enough, Thomas now plays Mario Maker two because he watches it on YouTube. <laughs> so he That's now awesome. wants to play, and he just goes and plays other people's courses and stuff now too. Yeah, it's groovy. Yeah, so he's um. Uh, and we've we've actually been playing the new Super Mario Brothers Deluxe on the Switch. Oh, okay, cool. Actually, I haven't announced that, but that's the next game I beat. Not not on this list, but most recently, I I put up about a game I beat, and the next one I'm going to put up is that we actually beat that new Super Mario Brothers together. Oh, okay, cool. Anyway, so that's that'll awesome. be in a future post. Keep 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 on the lookout for that. <laughs> Nice. Anyway, but yeah, so Super Mario Maker 2, very cool. You should have a go of it one day when I see you. I'll bring the Switch yeah, over totally and well. have a bit of a crack at uh, it. One of these days I might end up cracking and getting a Switch, I reckon. Oh, well, we'll if see. you do that, then you can borrow my games. Nice. Yeah. All right, so then news-wise, Kotaku Australia is reporting that not only has the physical edition of Daisy been refused classification in Australia, the classification board is now working to get the game pulled from digital storefronts the game was originally refused classification on June 4th, with Kotaku having seen a report that says that the game was banned over illicit or prescribed drug use related to incentives or rewards. More specifically, it looks like this relates to a marijuana joint, which is labelled cannabis in-game, which heals the player. The use of drugs as an incentive or reward during the gameplay exceeds what can be accommodated within the R18 plus classification, which seems crazy to me. Yeah. R18 plus is an adult That's classification. That should be able to be anything goes. Yeah. And therefore must you know be I mean? refused classification, like, the report Drugs says. could be considered a reward in a novel, and that doesn't have an R18 exactly. rating. Yeah, I know. It movies. sucks. And it sucks. It's just because of those mums who buy their 15-year-olds these games. Yeah. Which is insane because it's meant to be restricted. That's the whole point. Exactly. And that's the whole reason why we got that R18 plus classification because we didn't so have annoying. it for so long. And then yeah. we got it, and they're still banning games. Still. It's crazy. Uh, so, Kotaku goes on it's to It's all say, getting reformed this year, though, man, or at least movies. That's like... Yeah, I don't think they will. Boring that you don't want to hear about from me, probably, but in my world, like, it's like, it's been being demanded by so many people, but, like, yeah. you know, the producers... I don't know. Least, I like, don't... Spy I'm... in Australia, it's good. But, yeah, it's... um, it's, it's 
people have been calling for it for a long time because they say that basically instead of M and MA15 like we have here, they say it really confuses yeah. people. They don't know the difference between M and MA. They want to bring in PG13 like in America and the UK and everywhere else, you know, so oh, that we yeah. kind of line up with the rest of the world. That way, when things get released on like Netflix or whatever, it's just like, well, they're PG13, so it'll be PG13 here, you know? Yeah, but so... um. But they're going to redo all the ratings, apparently. Well, that's what's getting talked about. Yeah, I still think like games the new will be different, basically. So maybe the games will fall under that same thing. I reckon they won't. They've been trying to do this with games for so long now, and we've had the R eighteen classification for a few years now, and it still doesn't matter. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. I'll I'll be happy when it does, and when we actually get games. Because to be honest, I didn't get to play Hotline Miami two because it got mm. re- restricted. Yeah, well, then the developers even said, well, you want to play it in Australia, hack it. I'm like, that is just so awesome that they made that as an official statement. Yeah, well, that's it. Because they, yeah, there was nothing else they could do, really, because they didn't want to change yeah. their game. So, yeah, and, and, uh, and it's they kind of easier said than done, but still. They shouldn't have to. Mm, definitely. Anyway, uh, Kotaku goes on to say that after the game was originally refused classification in June, the IARC rated the game with an MA15 plus label, but unfortunately the classification board overrides this rating, which means that the game has been banned and will be removed from digital straw fronts. That is crazy. Anyway, it is what it is. Keep yeah. moving. Dodgy as. Anyway, uh, so next game I beat was The Legend of Zelda original one on Nintendo Switch, but the NES game. Oh, yeah. So you had rewind capability? I did, because do you know what? <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? I Actually, played games of walkthroughs, and now I can rewind. I do, damn it. <laughs> tell you what, though. Funnily enough, <laughs> this game that I played, when I played this, and I played it on the um, the Switch Online, like the subscription service or whatever, where you get all the NES games yeah. and, and SNES games now. Yeah, you told me about it at the time. Yeah, so... Funnily enough, so I gave this a five out of five because I had never played it before. Yeah, the I've original never one. It. So I played it through to the end and I beat it. It was amazing. No wonder people awesome. loved it so much. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it was awesome. Well, back on NES, man, that is some underpowered hardware. I know it. It was really good. But then, okay. So speaking of the the rewind thing, so yeah, <laughs> I played this game for the first like. Uh. I don't know. I'm going to say I reckon at least four to six hours Mm. before I remembered that I could do the rewind thing. (laughs) That's awesome. And then I was doing something and I asked, because all you have to do to do it is press like one of the LR buttons at the back. And and yeah, I went to, I I accidentally pressed it and then went, oh my God, I'm an idiot. (laughs) So... I'd wasted like all these lives and and had to reset because when you reset, you know how it takes you back to a certain like the last place yeah. you were or whatever. So I'd done that so many times, and in this game, it takes you back to the starting screen. Yeah, so yeah. So the yeah. first square that you start at. Yeah, because you can like walk left at the start if you want to, but you need to walk right because you wait too weak to go left, right? Yeah. Well, you have to get the sword and stuff to take this. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, mm. I I forgot about it. Completely, because I was that. In, I guess I was that enamored by the game that I <laughs> I forgot about yeah. the rewind thing. So I guess that's a bonus and a plus for the game, saying that it's that good. Uh, but yeah, after after I figured out the rewind thing, it made life a lot easier. <laughs> yeah, and nice. and I admittedly, it probably for me, and I know it's probably cheating, but it made it more enjoyable for me. Oh, in, of course. In the scheme of things, 
So, dude, games back in the day yeah. were way too hard. Like they were just too hard. Well, you know? once I go quickly through this news, wait till you hear the next game that I beat. Was it Zelda Two? It was Zelda Two, and oh my god, it is one of the hardest games I've ever played. Even yeah, with the rewind button, even with the rewind function. So that's hardcore, isn't it? Anyway, all right. So, getting into the news. After the surprise banning of Daisy's, actually, this is probably good cracking through all this news because it's all relevant consistently. You know what I mean? You're getting the full story. Yeah. So after the surprise banning of Daisy's physical sale and the classification board's decision to overrule the existing MA15 Plus rating, one of the most popular survival games of the decade suddenly found itself removed from sale in Australia on all platforms. That ban, however, looks like it will be lifted soon. And the reason why is because developers Bohemia Interactive have opted to take the path of least resistance. Bohemia Interactive nice. confirmed that DayZ would be getting modified globally to comply with the classification board's requirements. Uh, Bohemia could have opted to exclude Australians from DayZ's next major release. Oh, dude, they know how much money they're leaving on the table by not changing it, you know? Yeah. To give themselves Crazy time to money. work out. Because that's the thing. You can say, oh, just hack it. But it's like, if they just hack it, they're not making money. It's true. But in an email, the studio explained that they did not want Aussie gamers to be separated from the rest of the world. We don't want to separate Australian players from the rest of the world since many people play cross-region, the studio <laughs> said. Uh, uh, that's awesome. <laughs> we love that Daisy is the place to meet with friends and experience the game without dramatic regional lag. We don't want to change that. At the moment, we are editing the global say version. Traumatic. Oh my no, god. No, no, dra- dramatic. Oh, dramatic. Okay. Still, still. <laughs> um, traumatic for me, says Clint. At at the moment, we are editing the global version of Daisy, so it will fit into the board's requirements. The key object is to keep the gameplay as authentic as it was, so players are not affected by this change. Um, funnily enough, Daisy not my type of game. It's one of those online survival. Yeah, sounds trash. Like build your house and make a base and survive the night and do all that. Not my type of thing. Not my and type. And heal of yourself thing. with a joint. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Eat some mushrooms or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing. I mean, I, as harsh as it sounds, like that kind of speaks to the maturity of the developers putting that in. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like maybe they're cancer survivors and, you know, they Feel use that. joints to do heal that. themselves. Yeah, that's but true. And, you know, it's been legalized in a lot of America now, I think. like uh, Yeah, I think majority. No, of them. not legalized. Decriminalized. It's been decriminalized in most of America. Now. Yeah, I think most of it has, yeah. Mm. But, yeah. Anyway, okay. doesn't affect me. I probably won't play it, so it doesn't matter. Totally. Uh, so, just announced Need for Speed Heat coming 8th of November on PS4 and Xbox One. So, it's already out now and is in my cupboard as well. Uh, <laughs> awesome. Bubble Bobble is set to make a triumphant return later this year in Bubble Bobble. Bubble Bobble. Four oh, friends. Not new... that great a game, though. Never got into Bubble Bobble. Well, this is a brand new sequel that will launch exclusively on Switch. Dude, I should get one of my game mags from like the late 80s, like 88, 89, because I'm pretty sure I had a bunch of mags where there was like ads, like full page ads for Bubble Bobble, you know? Oh, I'd believe it. We, I remember playing it at the Ross's house on their Nintendo. Oh, dude, it was huge. Yeah. But I just never got that into it. I, I was just never that big a fan of puzzle games, you know? I remember there was like Cubert and mm. I don't know what else. A bunch of those kinds of games. I've never been good at puzzle games. They're my least favorite genre of game because I'm I, not good yeah, at them. I mean, it's not about being good at them. I, I just get bored of them, you know? Yeah, well, I'm not good at them. People so. used to go on and on about how much they love Solstice. You remember Solstice and Equinox? Yeah. Not my kind of game. What about Mist? 
That was one we played a lot. Yeah, I guess. And that's the thing. Like, Solstice and Equinox are kind of different kinds of puzzle games too, to a game like Bubble Bubble, which isn't a puzzle game at all. It's more like Tetris, yeah, which is an actual puzzle game, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. Anyway, boring. Well, Sorry, you don't need that's my okay. side about Bubble Bubble getting a reboot. Oh, good. It's time for Bub and Bob to start up their bubble fights once again, but this time there are more options than ever, as well as the solo and two-player modes. Well, they'd want to be. That were <laughs> in the original game. This new Switch uh. release will include a four-player co-op mode. The game will be launching in Europe on 19th of November this year, both digitally and physically, with the US release set to follow. Yeah, it launches in... for five bucks, man. People might buy it, you know. The first. I don't think anyone's buying it for eighty bucks, though. I don't think it'll be that much. I reckon maybe twenty bucks. Yeah. Even that's a bit rich for me. I don't think I'd be paying twenty bucks. I don't for think it. I have actually seen it on the store when I've looked. Maybe I'm not looking for maybe it. Maybe they did some market research and realised nobody. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'll have to go have a look now. I'll get back Sorry, to you. Sorry, I'm being a naysayer. What I'll, am I um, doing? It I'll, was fine. I'll get back to you next week. Let me make it a new note. All right. To check the follow price up of Bubble Bubble. <laughs> there could be listeners listening right now, man. Like, Bubble Bubble is the greatest game ever. It's true. It Hang was on. okay. Bubble I just think they're a better game. You know price. what I mean? If we were on the Ross's Nest. I would much rather have been playing like Excite Bike, you know? Oh, yeah, or of course. Original what, Mario Brothers, Legend of Zelda. We never had an S. We should have played the Zelda. Yeah, game. man, totally. Yeah. I know. What are we doing not playing that? Well, we didn't have a Nintendo. No, but I mean, whenever we went over to those guys' house. Oh, we mainly played like Excite Bike and Tetris 2 because it was two player Tetris, remember? Yeah, but I think we probably didn't play Zelda because it took so long to beat, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, totally, totally. So, we well, went, and we, we wanted multiplayer, around. you know? playing for like eight hours at a time type thing yeah anyway i'm glad i've played it now and i can say that i've played it and i know we talked about it because i looked up a definitive list of all the zelda games in order uh so i'm eventually going to play through all the zelda games because i would like to yeah i thought you might have done that by now i know when you beat number two you're like i'm playing through them all nah i haven't yet i haven't yet i've I've moved on to because you played the remake of four right i'm assuming that review is coming up Remake of four. Yeah, Link's Awakening. Oh no, I didn't. I didn't play the remake yet because I played the original. Yeah, I played okay. the original before the remake came out, so I haven't actually gone back to the remake yet. The remake looks amazing. It does look amazing. Maybe I'll have to put that on my list to to yeah, play cool. soon. Anyway, uh, moving on. So Konami has renewed its Silent Hill trademark. It's been years since Konami has released a game in the Silent Hill series, with the last entry being on an unfortunate entry in the company's Pachinko lineup, which is their slot machine things. Uh, but it could be oh, yeah. planning something fairly soon, as a new trademark suggests that the franchise might be making a return. Hasn't yet, and this was in August last year as well. Wasn't so. that like one of the nails in the coffin at Kojima leaving? Yeah, of course. Well, that's the game that got cancelled, remember? Hills, PT. Right? Yeah, PT was that demo that was yeah. the scariest thing in the world. Mm. so who knows man who knows still as yeah. I said this was August last year and there's been no other thing that I know of about it yeah fair enough and last one on this one an application filed over the government or over on the government of Canada page shows a clear oh, a clear filing for Silent Hill by Konami Digital Entertainment Company back on the 25th of July uh, though it doesn't state specifically what the trademark is in regards to, it does show it's related to video games. The listing also suggests computer games and conducting computer game competitions. 
Yeah, cool. Yeah. Alrighty, so next one, obviously game I beat, as we just talked about, was Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link. Played also on the Nintendo Switch on the NES emulator thing. So I gave it a three and a half because it was still... <laughs> it was still... I, I I still wanted to get through it, you know what I mean? Yeah, good. And it was still nostalgic. Um, but, so... The, the side scrolling just trash. I, that's yeah, all yeah. I remember. I played that game at Shane McLennan's house and the Cherry Boys house, yeah. and both times, like whenever I would play it, I used to just be like, "Oh, side scrolling, this doesn't work." Yeah, and that's exactly what I was going to talk about. So, the original game, top-down view, like most Zelda games, walk around, skip between screens, fight stuff on the screen. Zelda Two, <laughs> top-down view of the overworld map, kind of like a Final Fantasy game. But then when you go into one of the stages, it's like a side-scrolling stage. Yeah. Painful and most annoying thing in the world, Link's sword in those side-scrolling screens is literally the tiniest little thing in the world. So for you to be able to attack an enemy, they literally have to be standing not even half a centimetre away from you. Somewhat like three like, pixels? Like two mils, I reckon. Yeah, how many pixels is that? Yeah, like like one. Not even. <laughs> one it was pixel, as if, it was man. Absolute, but it's ridiculous. Like this, I'll have to show you. The sword is ridiculous. So even with the <laughs> rewind function, which admittedly I actually forgot about it in this too. So the reason I bring that up is this game you also don't have unlimited lives you start with like four lives and that's yeah kind of game nobody's ever going to beat yeah there is no way that i could have beaten this without that rewind function no way Mm. ever i would have done it i mean you're a massacre's trying to beat it like it takes hundreds of hours of replaying the same crap over and over listen i loved alex kid back in the day but it's like alex kid man to beat that game, you have to play that thing for like hundreds of hours. You have to learn every level because you need to know all the combinations. You need to know everything in advance. And if you haven't played it before, you got to figure it out as you go. And you go up the wrong ladder in one of the castles, like, oh, I'm dead. Yeah, exactly. Replay the whole game. And it's like to get there is like 40 minutes. Yeah. So, yeah, this, yeah. I, I just, even, as I said, even with the rewind function, it, it killed me. But I just, yeah, by the end, I was fun. like, I'm going to beat this game, damn it. I'm going to do it. So, for example, there was these enemies, right? And I can't remember what they're called now, but they're like mm. these knight dudes where they have a sword that they poke out. And you, and their sword is as long as your sword, so I guess it makes it even to a certain extent. But mm. they poke out at your legs and they poke out at your chest. So you either have to stand and block them or duck and block them. Yeah. Right? So that was hard enough. And to be able to hit them, you have to hit them where their sword isn't. So you have to do the opposite to hit them. Does that make sense? Yeah. Right. Yeah, not fun. Right? So later on in the game, there's that same enemy, but it shoots knives at you, not just mm. as a knife. Yeah. So, and on top of that, when you hit them, they shoot the knives three times faster. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was it was painful, but yeah, it, I'm apparently. glad I have beaten it now too, and I can say, hundred percent, I will never play it again. Yeah, totally. only awesome. only to sort of show you or someone 
Maybe maybe I'll play it on stream one day when I. So would it be voted like the worst Zelda game? You reckon? I don't know if it's voted the worst, but it's voted definitely the black sheep of the Zelda series, is what they yeah, say. Fair enough. Yeah. Cool. So I don't know. Maybe I'll play it on stream just to show people how frustrating it is when I. How did you like by comparison the side scrolling in Link's Awakening? Oh, I mean, I it was kind of pissy, wasn't yeah, it? You, you just walked through for five seconds. And stuff. Ten times better, man. Like, completely different. Yeah. Completely yeah. different. I, I, yeah, I, cool. When I come to Brisbane this week, I'm going to pop over and see you and bring the Switch and give you a go of Zelda. Yeah, cool. Just so you can see what I mean with how annoying it is. <laughs> so you mean Zelda 2? Zelda 2, yes. The Adventure of Link. Yeah, Adventure okay. my bum. <laughs> yeah, I remember it so clearly, man. I mean, it had like a spin-off show and stuff. I'm like, Captain N. It was in Captain N. Remember that? Oh, yeah, I do, yeah. We've talked about that on the show before. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, so I, w- I won't be playing it again, ever, to be yeah, it. Cool. Not to be it anyway, let's say that. Never. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So then, news-wise, today, lead producer on Dragon Age 4, Fernando Melo, uh, left Bioware, a company he's been at for the past 12 years. As you may know, this comes only two days after fellow lead producer Ben Irving left Bioware. However, unlike Mello, who was working on the new Dragon Age, Irving was the lead producer on Anthem. So I think we've talked about Anthem before. It did not do well. And it's one of those games where the price of buying it went down significantly very quickly. Mm. So, for example, I now have a copy of it on PS4 and Xbox One. And I don't know, I, I even doing this, I don't think they would have made much money because we all actually bought it, my mates and stuff, because it was on sale. Want to know how much it was on mm. sale for? Two bucks. Close. Four dollars. So I bought it. For really? Four, I was being a smart ass. Yeah. That's crazy. Four dollars. So I bought it for four dollars on both PS4 and Xbox One because I was like, oh, well. So why did it flop so badly, man? It, it just wasn't fun. Like it was tedious. Yeah, like we played it. I played it when it first came out. And I ended up taking it back and trading it for something else. Um, I played yeah, it with Daniel Hambrick because we played it for mm. a little bit. And it was fun for what it was, but it also had no endgame stuff. Yeah. So once you got to a certain point and finished the story and leveled your character up, there was nothing else to do. Yeah. And it took enough. them ages to bring stuff in. So apparently it's been improved a little bit now, but... What, with a patch? Yeah, with yeah. a patch, but I don't know if I'll go back to it ever. But I've got it in my collection there, so I always can. Because for four bucks, I'm not going to make any money on it, so it'll just sit in the cupboard for now. Yeah, cool. Oh, you got a physical copy for four bucks? Yeah, both, Xbox and PS4. Dude, I assumed it must have been like, you know, like a download Nah, copy. man, physical, physical copy. Physical copy, that's yeah. insane. So you reckon they just left because of the failure? No, well, it says, according to Melo, uh, he's leaving on his own accord and presumably mm. on good terms. As for why he's Maybe leaving, it was political. Maybe the whole development of that was political and it was just like, screw this, I'm out of here, you know? Maybe. Well, it says, as for why he's leaving, the producer doesn't divulge too many details but does note he's been looking to disconnect and has some new creative ideas he wants to explore. Yeah. So. It'd be a pretty stifling place working somewhere that big. Yeah. Well, it's an EA. Anthem's EA as well. Yeah. So they are known for bringing out stuff that's not completely finished. Oh, yeah. So anyway. 
Uh, Sony has announced that they've acquired Insomniac Games. Insomniac Games are the developers behind Ratchet and Clank, Spyro the Dragon, and more recently, Spider-Man. Sony and Insomniac have had a long relationship, but Insomniac has always maintained that they'd like to keep their options open when it comes to developing for different platforms. More recently, they developed Sunset Overdrive, which was an Xbox One exclusive. This means that Insomniac Games is now a part of PlayStation's worldwide studios. They did, however, confirm that whilst Insomniac do own the rights to Sunset Overdrive, meaning a sequel would come to PlayStation exclusive, the original is an Xbox exclusive. This marks the first time since Sony has acquired a studio since 2011 where they also acquired Sucker Punch Productions. Uh, a sequel to Sunset Overdrive would be awesome because it was a really good game on Xbox. It was really good. Yeah, I remember you saying that. Um, so, yeah, that would be nice. Uh, it'll, it's interesting. Well, I mean, it had like TV ads and cinema ads and stuff. They pimped it really hard when it came out. Yeah, well, it's interesting that it, yeah, one will be an Xbox exclusive and one will be a PS4 exclusive or PlayStation. Mm. might be PS5. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, so, Kotaku Australia is reporting that two more games have been refused classification. Due to the post-game updates that the games are both set to receive, We Happy Few and Kingdom Come Deliverance have both had their classification changed to classification refused, which is a little odd considering they both came out a significant amount of time ago. Funnily enough, I still have We Happy Few on the Xbox, so I don't know how that works. Uh, hmm. Kingdom Come Deliverance's band relates to its a woman's lot download content which apparently has a mission about two hours into the game where something is heavily implied i don't know if i'll say that because we don't want it to be explicit yeah um you can get from the title of the download content you can probably take take away from that uh we have if used light bearer download content is for a reason that we're much more familiar with. The update brings the ability to heal by drinking whiskey and taking a number of drugs that prove incentives. This has been a long-standing issue for the classification board. Uh, oh, and this is what I was just talking about before. Hotline Miami Collection is released on Nintendo Switch overnight, despite the fact that Hotline Miami 2 is still banned in Australia. The game actually never released on other platforms, and as it contains a scene that depicts the same thing as that other game, but developer digital has oh devolver digital sorry has somehow managed to get the game across the line with an MA15 plus rating. So this game actually came out digitally, so the collection, mm. and you could buy it with Hotline Miami too. And I was okay. like, sweet, I'll buy it when I get home. It got taken down, so. The next amount of news, well, nearly 24 hours after going live, the game has now been pulled from the Australian eShop. Crazy. But if I had bought it, it said yeah. you can no longer purchase the game, but those who did purchase the game can still play it and can re-download it. Yeah, that's awesome. So I was like, Gotta damn it. Because I, like I was at work, so I couldn't buy yeah. it. And then I was like, I'll just buy it when I get home. And it was already gone. Wow, that sucks. So it says it's unlikely that we'll see the game return as Devolver Digital has been pretty strong on the fact that they don't think the game should have been refused classification. Hmm. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, Kotaku is reporting that Rockstar Games, yes, the developer behind Grand Theft Auto and Red Dead Redemption, has had a game refused classification in Australia as well. The game is called Bon Air and can't be found on any other classification board. So there's not a lot of information to go off in terms of what this game actually is. It's more than likely a part of a Red Dead 2 online mode. 
uh, rather than a new game that Rockstar is working on. Kotaku stated that Bonaire is an island in the Caribbean region, which was featured in Red Dead Redemption 2 Online. It's unclear what this means for the rest of the Red Dead 2 Online. Will Rockstar just cut this part of the game from appearing in Australia, or will this cause a greater issue for Red Dead 2 in Australia later on? Which is true, because if you're playing online, some people can play that content and some people can't. Mm, mm, I don't know. Uh, oh, you'll like this one. The internet thinks Nintendo is teasing a Super Mario Sunshine announcement. In other hey, words, that's awesome. parts of the internet think Nintendo is bringing the GameCube classic to Nintendo Switch. Why does the internet think this? Because of a new tweet from the official Nintendo of America Twitter account. More specifically, Nintendo of America recently tweeted out a picture of Mario in a summer outfit, enjoying watermelon with no shoes on. Nice. You know, enjoying summer and a brief moment of respite until Bowser kidnaps his girl again. <laughs> in this tweet, both the words Mario and Sunshine are mentioned, and that's all it took for the internet to think this is perhaps a cryptic tease. Or maybe just it's it's just Nintendo trolling. Or maybe it's <laughs> nothing at all. The latter is probably the most likely, but also the least fun. <laughs> yeah. How good is Mario Sunshine, though, man? It is God, good. God, I love that game. I know. Well, the, I, I, I don't know if they'll bring it out on Switch, because I, I still am holding out for the GameCube Mini. You know, oh, yeah, fair enough. I, I, I just have a feeling that that's what it's going to... Well... If if Nintendo's anything to go on with buying games multiple times, maybe they will release the mini, plus they'll release it on Switch so you can buy it both times. Nice, yeah, totally. Anyway. All right. So, so did the 64 mini happen? It did happen, right? No, no, not yet. No. Well, they're not going to do a GameCube mini before they do a 64 no, mini. No, of course, but I just mean down the line. Because, no, it's only yeah, been NES and SNES so far. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right, so the next week we're on to... Uh, I beat a game called Cat Quest, and I played that on Nintendo Switch, which you can also play it on, I don't know about Xbox, but you can get it on PS4 as well. But I bought it on mm. Switch. I think I bought it on sale for like eight bucks or something. Um, usually usually a $15 game, I think. Mm. Anyway, I gave it a five out of five. It was super fun. So awesome. it is basically a cat light RPG. So you level up your cat character, you get new swords and armor and weapons and things, and yeah. you go through and do missions and side missions and story missions, and there's magic, and it it was a lot of fun. And it's literally a whole world of cats. <laughs> so, yes. Like cartoon cats? Yeah, like cartoon cats. Yep, exactly. Okay. It was really fun. It was a really fun game, and I had a lot of, a lot of good time with it. It was it was great, and it actually, admittedly, it was a game that I wanted to keep playing. Like I was literally like, "This is awesome!" And every time I got to play something, I would play it until I beat it. It was great. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Uh, alrighty, so I'm running out of breath. I've gone through like I don't know about four or five episodes already. Uh, I'm out of thirty, though, man. What do you reckon? I reckon we should maybe call this in an hour, and then we'll just catch up again we'll make part two i reckon what do you reckon well let me i'll do this news because there's not much on this one and i'll see what yeah, the next we still got another 10 minutes till the hour but i figure just to help people we'll break it up fair enough oh well we'll see what the next couple have got all right okay. so nintendo has announced that mario kart tour is coming to mobile phones on september 25th which we've already played which is not very good 
The game will come to both iPhone and Android phones and will be free to play. The game will feature 30 characters at launch and well over 30 tracks, including some of your favourites from other games in the series. You'll be able to play both on your own as well as with friends online. Yeah, it's not that good. Have you, You've played it, haven't you? Yeah, for about 10 minutes. I didn't think it was that bad. The controls, the controls are terrible. Are annoying. Yeah. yeah, rubbish. They, they could have done it so much better, the controls. They yeah. could have just had the... Um, thumb Fake controller on the screen. Yeah, the thumb parts on the screen. Yeah. Would have been totally heaps better. Have. I suppose it's because you have to hold it, your phone upright, though. Yeah. Maybe that's why they did it. I don't know. Anyway, I, I think I played it for maybe about half an hour, and then I gave up on it. Yeah, I think I did like one race. Yeah, I I did a few. I think I did one of the one of the tours or whatever they're called. Hmm. Anyway, uh, it's been announced that the old school The Lion King and Aladdin games are getting re-released later this year on PS4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. The games originally nice released one. on Super Nintendo and Sega Mega Drive. The games will be playable in 1080p resolutions and include their original soundtracks. That's awesome. Hey, you know, Daniel actually won that. You remember that back in the day? No, I don't. Oh, don't you? No. Oh, uh, we used to watch The Zone. Remember the like, Australian yeah, TV yeah. show by all yeah, the dudes yeah. who work for like, it they all the work best. for Hyper or NMS or whatever. Show. Yeah. So on that show, they had a competition where you could win Aladdin on like PC. And so because Daniel had a PC. Oh, yeah. I like, do sure, remember playing it on his PC. I do remember that. Yeah, man, he won it off the zone. They, like, mailed it to him. Oh, and they announced his name on the show. I had it on tape for years, but this chick at school borrowed my VHS tape off me. And taped over it. And, and no, she didn't tape over it. it there was one part, because, like, I watched it so much. There was one part that the tape was really thin on it. Okay. And right. um, the tape had snapped, so I'd put a little piece of sticky tape over it, and I knew when I got to that piece to just, like, pause the tape, manually wind past it, and then play oh, it again. Oh, okay. Anyway, so she borrowed it, through it, watched it to that point. It kind of chewed up a bit. Her mum saw it and chewed up and then threw it in the bin. Oh, no. Poor I know, Daniel. Man, all my Zone episodes. It was, like, literally, Sorry, like, Daniel. and it was a long play tape. So it was, like, six hours of the Zone. And, uh, yeah, it included, it had, like, the review of Zelda A Link to the Past on it. Oh, that would be amazing. And it had the review of, like, Sam and Max Day of the Tentacle. Like, it was across a number of years, you know, awesome. worth of episodes. And, um, yeah, it had Daniel winning Aladdin. Oh, and it had a review amazing. of The Lion King as well. So both those games, man. Yeah, that's awesome. So I'm uh, sure he would remember Aladdin. But well, I remember this... it really clearly, man. It was on, like, Mega Drive as well and SNES. Was yeah. it on SNES? Uh, I no, I don't think... Well, no, I don't think it was on SNES. Mm, oh, well, no, sure. it says released on Super Nintendo and Mega Drive. So which, maybe Aladdin was SNES, but Lion King wasn't. Yeah, I reckon, I reckon Lion King might have been on SNES. That's the one I remember on SNES. No, oh, I can't remember. I'll have, maybe we oh, can look way. that up another day. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Uh, it's But it said new features included uh, the ability to fast forward and rewind to any part of the game as well. Nice. Um, as the game... Oh, dude, they were pretty average platformers. They weren't spectacularly good games. Well, it says, as well as the game take itself over to show the player how to clear any stage. <laughs> so you can watch nice. a video of how to do it. Yeah, sounds like it's just cashing in, like parents buying it for their kids, man. Well, you admittedly, know, I bought it. it back in the so. Oh, you've got it? Yeah, man. And I've beaten both Aladdin and Lion King. They're up the list somewhere. <laughs> oh, that's how you get to 54, I guess. Yeah, exactly. I think yeah, I beat cool. them both in the same day, within about Were they two any good? hours. Yeah, it was really fun still. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Rewind helps, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
anyway, so last bit, Telltale Games is being revived as a new company following the purchase of all its assets, including the back catalogue rights to licensed properties, The Wolf Among Us and Batman by LCG Entertainment. Nice. Got to love an acquisition. Yeah. That's why most people get in the game, man. Yeah, well, because you know how they um pretty much lost every like you know what i mean they got cancelled and the last walking dead game got canned and then someone else picked it up and i didn't know that man oh you didn't know that yeah no they got like disbanded basically crazy yeah i think we talked about it i can't remember now but yeah and i wouldn't remember yeah the last walking dead game got wasn't gonna get finished and then someone else took over and it did get finished but it's not the same as the other games and yeah there was a whole thing behind it yeah, crazy. Uh, okay, so what do you want to do then? Because I did look at this next episode and there is a lot of news in this one because there was a Nintendo Direct. Oh, uh, okay. Well, maybe we can start with that tomorrow, man, and just move through. Because we've only gotten through. How many episodes have we got through? Like four? Uh, so I can tell you how many are left. One, two, three, seven, eight, nine... There's 27 left. <laughs> yeah, that's huge. So the way I see it is, we maybe right. what we do is... It might be a three-parter. <laughs> well, or more. Well, you can just pick up the pace. But maybe what we'll do is... Uh, good times our readers like hearing us figure this out as we talk. But I figure what yeah, we'll do is... Yeah, people um, do that on podcasts all the time. Yeah, no, it's fine. Well, yeah, what I figure we'll do is we'll just record them and then we can just upload them all simultaneously. You know what I mean? Like 10 minutes apart or an hour apart or something. And yeah, can and they can just them, listen to them back them. to back. Li- yeah, so exactly. like, by the time you're listening to this, we'll know how many episodes it is and they'll be online. You yeah, know? exactly. And you'll be able to listen to them straight through. Well, it's just nice knowing that you can kind of call it and be done uh, without having to, you know, get three quarters of the way through an episode or whatever. Like, we'll just break it up. Yeah. And it'll help with show notes, I guess. And so, and cool. as, as we said, we're going to try and... Um, keep it coming every week this time um yeah well, that'll be the goal we, we won't 100 percent hold us to us because things happen obviously and still but yeah we'll, we'll try as best we can and we appreciate yes, you all listening <laughs> as always exactly as always. good times cool well cool. yeah i'll make a note that we're up to this one and um we can kick it off in the next episode Sounds good to me, man. All right, sweet. Well, I don't know. Do you want to take us out or we don't want to bother? Let's not even bother because we're just going to have the next part. So I think maybe we just call it. I can do it a a quick... You can follow us on all the platforms anyway. WTG underscore podcast. Look at our website, walkingthroughgames.com. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All the things. Just go check us out. And iTunes, just search for Walking Through Games. You'll find us on there. Um, Feel free to check out the old episodes if you want to because there's still 180 plus on there. So... Uh, if you it. like it, give us five stars because those stars help everybody when it comes to podcasts. And if you want to leave us a review, we'll check them out. And um, yeah, that'll be awesome. Awesome. Cool, man. All right, sweet. We'll pick it up next time. No worries. Cheers. Have a good one. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.